it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Yeah, that's right, Tom Izzo. This is a podcast. That's these things are called. Al, what's up, man? Oh, hi, Jerry. Jerry had a, a weird experience with an Amazon book that wouldn't get delivered. I want to see if you ever ran into this. A book? Yeah, a book. Really? Strange, okay. So I order a book. I see a book that I think Gina might enjoy, and I'm uh, conscious of Christmas gifts this time of year. Sure. So I said, let me get this. It's a book. It's a book. So I try to get it delivered to my house, and, and Amazon will not let me check out if I'm shipping it to my home address. It's just, sorry, can't deliver there. Huh. A book. Strange. Strange. So then I set it to deliver here. I was like, oh, yeah, I yeah. put my work address in it. It took that. Then I got a note on uh, Saturday from Amazon that said, we are having a problem delivering your book. We tried to deliver it Saturday. It's not happening. I was like, well, maybe because no one's in the building. Right, sure. Then I got a note that it was delivered yesterday. I haven't seen it yet, but it could be in our mailroom. But I was Googling, like, why wouldn't Amazon deliver something to my house when I've had nothing but Amazon deliveries there forever? what comes up? It's all, like... It doesn't make any sense for a book. Things come up for like if it's uh, too big to be delivered to that address or or it's an odd shipping container yeah. or it's uh, uh, dangerous chemicals or something. But nothing's come up about a book. It's very odd. That is very odd. I don't know if I hope it doesn't happen. I've never seen that before. Makes you want to get in the car and go to Barnes & Noble. <laughs> I could have done that, yes. I'm, I'm saying like yeah. for the future. Like, is this worth the aggravation? It's so right. strange. Not only that, but when I get my Amazon deliveries, it's a crapshoot as to where they put the really? packages. Yeah, because it's in the condo. Yeah, and there's a couple different entrances depending on what your address is. So you got to go searching. Yeah, but luckily, like the Alexa devices tell you, it'll go ping. It'll go like, uh, "You had a delivery." Oh, and I'm yeah. like, "Well, it's not on my porch. <laughs> Time to go Time searching. Time to go look. <laughs> <laughs> Time to go looking for it." I had one of the guys. I sent a calendar to a bunch of people, but one guy's came back. So I emailed him. I'm like, you know, what did I do wrong here? And I, I took a picture of the envelope and the address. He goes, nothing. That's my address. I get deliveries every day from Amazon. I wonder why they didn't, why the mail post office, uh, the postal service didn't yeah. just drop it off. I'm like, so I said to him, what do you want me to do? Like, do you want me to mail it again? Like, I'm not changing anything if that's your address. He goes, that's my address. And I looked online. He's like, put it in Google Maps. Comes right up. I don't understand how it's undeliverable. Right, unless it was entered uh, digitally somewhere Maybe. and they did it Yeah, did it I wrong. suppose that could have been it. But it's just like, now I got this thing. The guy wants it for Christmas. Literally, I mailed this to him on November 
I think it was November 16th. Why don't you bring it to his house? I could. It's in Weehawken. Weehawken, that's If it far. was on my way, I actually would. That would be great if you could just deliver your calendars. I delivered some. You did? I did. Yeah, I did. You delivered calendars to people. I delivered about uh, seven of them. Really? Yeah, people that lived in the area. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Did you knock on their door or you just put it in their mailbox? I knocked on their door. Wow. And Hi, I'm Jerry. There, Here's your calendar. They weren't there. I left it. Like, one guy, um, they had just gotten me. I didn't want to touch the mailbox. I opened the screen door and I put it in the screen door. Another guy, I felt bad because he, um, I told him I was going there and I told him what time I was going to be there and I showed up at that time and his wife or girlfriend answered the door and she, oh, he's on a call. I'm like, okay, we'll just tell him. She goes, oh, he wants to say hi though. I'm like, okay. He, she goes, but he just got on the call. It could be an hour. I'm like, I can't wait an could hour. Could be an hour. Goes, no, no, no. She goes, I get Did it. Did he invite you him. in for a beverage? Coffee? Or maybe more. Panky, panky with the wife, Jerry. <laughs> um, so no, hubba, she, hubba. she was very nice, and I, you know, I, but I, I delivered that one. I delivered, I think, seven of them. Did you say. surprise anyone by knocking on the door? Them not knowing you were coming to deliver the calendar? No, because I gave everybody the heads up. I was that would have been cool. Off. No, I didn't. That'd be a cool digital thing that you go around uh, delivering yeah, if calendars. If people were into it, if people weren't into it. What are you doing here? Who are you? Because could you uh, not just put them in the mail, you right. weirdo? What is this? Are you strange. stalking me? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a good digital thing. Jerry like there delivers. Was, there was a girl calendars. that lives by uh, by Eddie. Okay, and I somehow I have no idea how. Uh, I think the week she ordered, I, I was getting some help with these. Yes, I, her order was never processed. So I got an email from her the other day saying, hey, sorry to be a pain, but I did order like two months ago. I haven't got them. I have pain. You have two months. What are you talking about? So I went and looked. We never we got the order, but no one ever processed it. So, And I'm out of the large calendars now. Now I had to reorder, and I did them on rush order just for her. But I sent four of the new smaller ones with Eddie. He's going to drop them off. And I said, I'll drop off the big ones when they come in next week. Like I, that's not right. Nice. So yeah. So but that's you're sort custom, of on my way home. You're a customer service kind of guy. I'm better than Amazon. You're better than Amazon. <laughs> they never come knock. They won't well, even deliver this book. I look at it this way. It's yes, there's accountability. People, I can't go anywhere. It's not like I'm going to steal your money and you can't find me. I'm here every day. It's you can make a phone call to the show and I'll look like the biggest clown. Oh, we would love to take a call I saying know you, you deliver would. your calendars. So that to me makes it all the more. A bigger reason why you have to make sure they get, you know, you don't want to be, because it's a bad name for everybody here. Yeah. So, Looks bad to me, Jerry. I agree. So I so far I haven't had that problem. I had one guy that his calendar came back undeliverable. I emailed him. He's not gotten back to me. I don't know what to do with that. So I'm trying. That would be fun to go find I do your, have an idea for Izzo. A digital idea? Yeah. What I is want, it? I thought this. And I don't want it to be a podcast because I'm with you. It's enough with the podcasts. But as I've gotten older, I've gotten very reflective, as you know. Mm -hmm. Hence, I have a calendar. I would love to do a web series. Uh, maybe use the studio, the, the performance studio, where I bring in couples to talk about life. Like one could be about death. One could be about religious beliefs. One episode could be about extramarital affairs. One could be about raising kids. One could be about how you treat one another. And just bring in like different couples to get different perspectives and how people cope. And I think it would be a really good release because the one thing I've learned is whether it's your parents, your sister and brother-in-law, whether it's your whoever it might be, dude, I am finding everybody's got issues. I think it's something that people would... 
I don't know. It's almost like therapy in a way to see that you're not the only person or people going through certain things right. in life. I think I, I like the idea. I just don't know if I have the time to do it. And I like this. You're doing it as digital instead of a podcast. I want it to be. A, I want it to be like a TV, like a video series. Because podcast, you'd get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, hundred percent. And I feel like the digital, you could kind of release twenty second clips, and then have a YouTube channel, and then here are where the episodes are. Right. Here's a clip from the episode. Here's yeah. the full episode. And I just think it's really. I just. I think there's a lot of different things you could discuss about life hmm. and your beliefs. All right. And how people get along or don't get along. I like that. I've also become reflective as I get older. That's what happens, I think, with us, right? I think so. Start looking back on some things. 100%. There's a lot of things you look back on. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, the whole God thing is I am blown away. I think about it constantly. Not God, but I think about the business of the church. I still think it has its purpose, and I think it is. it, it still serves and can create hope people and i think that's a wonderful thing but my god do i question the hell out of it now more so than ever about god and yeah. uh, the do you go to heaven upon death yeah this sort of stuff yeah and you know it's funny that's the one song who is it um oh sing it to me to chase rice uh oh, country you're going country here jerry yeah because i like this I, there's a, I don't like many country artists but I, I do like this jordan davis having been introduced to him his music over the summer. I like Jordan Davis. I like Sam Hunt, and I like this Chase Rice guy. That's it. I'm not a country music fan, but I do like those three. It's what is it? Talking beer, talking God, drinking beer. I forget the yeah, name of the song. I know which one you mean. There's so many lines in that song that make you think. Like I just, yeah, I would love to have conversations with people from different parts of the area we live in, if you will, or from different parts of their life that have different thoughts. So how Good you would find people by saying, uh, what is something that you've overcome in your relationship or what was a difficult time in I your relationship? Think I, would, I, would, I would think I would want to lay out the topics. Oh, and then just find them on Twitter. Say, then, hey, I'm looking for couples who have right. Yeah. Are you interested in coming? You're going to be on camera. Right. And this is what we're doing. If you're interested, shoot us an email. We want to talk to couples whose children have gone to prison. That could be one. Right. Sure. Yeah. And how do you cope with it? Now, I don't know that I'm doing that one, but. Yes. Things like that. Correct. Unique situations. Yeah. You know, parents that have had kids bullied. I mean, right. that's a very interesting one. Parents who, whose kid is the big-ass bully in school. Yeah. Well, I don't know that, I, you know, that would be interesting because I don't know how many parents would, would actually cop to that. Right. Because that's not, but if it was something that your kid was and changed his ways, perhaps you could help other people get through that. So it's possible. Right. But things like that. Marriages that have survived extramarital yeah. affairs. Yeah. I mean, or just how to get along as a couple in marriage. How, as a couple, as your kids get older and you drift apart as a couple, which, I, you know, I've always said, me and my wife get along really well. But I'll tell you, as these kids get busier and busier, we spend less and less time together. Sure. And I think that's something that a lot of people probably go through. And then you become empty nesters when they go to college, and then all of a sudden... How do you deal with that? It's just you two again. Like, are you even... Do you even like each other anymore? Right. Do you even know each other? And I think those are good... And it doesn't have to be three-hour conversations. 30 minutes, 30-minute episode. Go Joe Rogan style, Jerry, three hours. I can't do three hours. Maybe an hour, but not three. No, no, no. It depends on how deep the conversation gets, because I could talk to myself about some of these topics for an hour let alone talk to three or four other people about it, you know? Older people who've gone back into the dating world. That's another one. 
But I'm not there, though. See, the one thing that I like about it, because I actually presented this idea to my wife, and her first thing was she goes, who are you to talk about this? And I said, ooh, you're right. And then I thought about it. I said, no, you know what? I'm them. Right. That's We're peers. Like, I'm going through it, all of it. So I'm not claiming to be an expert by any stretch. It's just starting the conversation. I think race is a good conversation to talk about, clearly. Yeah. All sorts of different things. So I'm going to present that to Tom Izzo. All right. You ever have a uh, a huge topic in life that you've changed your mind completely on? Sure. Like there were certain topics yeah. that even when I was teaching uh, public speaking when I was uh, in graduate school, uh, and I, we would do speeches, and I would say, ah, like I wouldn't want them to do certain topics because I said you're never going to change somebody's mm-hmm. mind, right? So I would always use gun control, um, the, the death penalty, abortion. These are things that I feel like people have made up their mind. Sure. And uh, no matter what you say, you're not going to convince somebody in the audience the other way. Yeah. But I feel like over time, as I get older, I am changing my opinion on some of those big topics. Have you found that at all? I think knowledge is probably part of that. Yeah. I think a lot of people have a... I've always said this, how many years we've been doing this. I think too many people in society have opinions that have no basis of fact behind them. It's almost like they just talk. I don't even know if they know what they're saying. And then all of a sudden... Like this. Let's say, for instance, you have an opinion on a specific topic, and then all of a sudden you go get a job in and around that topic, and now you get the inner workings of where other people are coming from, you all of a sudden, you're aligned with them. Right, you're more exposed to different um, uh, different opinions about well, hey, the topic. Let's put it in the sports world. I've said this to you too. As sports fans, we think the coach is an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yet I guarantee you if you gave that fan a half hour with the coach to go over film and to show you the routine these guys go through, you'd walk out of that building, oh my God, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. And I think learning and understanding, having the knowledge about what's going on, I think absolutely changes your mind. Yeah. What in your, you're going through a, a midlife crisis? No, no, I feel like I've got a many of them. So one used to be pit bulls, right? I was oh, yeah, very I anti-pit bull. Yep, yep, yep. I wanted nothing to, I wouldn't uh, discuss with people that had pit bulls. I would badmouth people with pit bulls. I'd badmouth pit bulls, all this sort of thing. Uh, I would fight with people on Twitter and all this sort of thing. And now you just adopted four of them. <laughs> <laughs> I have four pit bulls in a very tiny conda. No, but I'm more... Uh, and there was one Instagram dog mm-hmm. that I, I must have saw a Dodo thing on this. You know, Dodo is like this... Uh, I see these things on Facebook. It's this company that puts out like nice animal videos. Okay. I must have seen this one. There was this one pit bull called Lexi... Lexi the uh, pit bull or something. It was this pit bull that uh, loved and didn't go anywhere without his stuffed shark. Okay. Okay. It was just like this cute pit. It was yeah. very, very adorable. And then I've seen things over the years since then about this, about these uh, pit bulls and this sort of thing. And I see where they're, they are, could be good dogs, you know. But I feel like I changed that. I walk whimsy now. I see a pit bull. And you don't run to the other I side of the street. I don't go to the other side yeah. of the, I judge that dog now. Like I would any other dog. If it looks happy, if it's wagging its tail, I will not go in the other direction. Right. Uh, so I think that's that was a big one for me because I sure. was very like I would fight with everybody yeah. about pit bulls. But there are other other things too, like even watching. So once I got into Netflix and started watching all of these uh, investigations about uh, crime and 
I, I, I always thought like if you were found guilty in court for something, you were a hundred percent guilty because so many people that are guilty get off. Right. That if you were actually found guilty, it must have been overwhelming evidence against you. And now you're finding. Uh, yeah, when I find, you know, there are a lot of uh, documentaries done that are are really, and now with DNA being a thing, these guys that were convicted of crimes, sure. that different DNA was there. So that has changed my mind. People end up going to jail for decades. Yeah. Yes. Get out. Yes. When they find uh, the DNA. Our bad. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. Oof, uh, even yeah. then, I would even think like. Well, the guy was in the mix. Even if you sure. didn't commit the crime, he was involved with the crime. Yeah. You know, I always believe that too, which I, I don't anymore. So I don't know. It feels like... You're changing your ways. I'm changing my ways. Look at you. And then a really big one, very controversial. Do you I, go to dinner at 7 o'clock now? I must say. <laughs> here's one that I, I was... And this is a big... Abortion. Like okay. Abortion is a, bit, is a big case. So you, what was your stance? A uh, woman's body, whatever you yeah. want to do, you do. But then over the years, I would always start to think like when I, when someone would say, oh, it's my body, I can do what I want to do. I'm like, but there is another, could be another person in there. You don't, yeah. just like if, if you have a baby, Jerry, and you give birth to a baby and at one day old, you smack it and you go, oh, it's my baby. I do it. You know, you don't have the right to smack that baby just because it's your yeah. baby. Yeah, sure. But so I never would even consider thinking about it right so i th and and i do now so i don't know i just uh although i think i'm getting more conservative mm -hmm. as tends to happen as you get older yeah abortion well, that that's a, a that is a lightning rod topic well only because they are it's in the news now which is because they're they're gonna may overturn the roe versus wade but then all what it would do is it would send it back to the states mm -hmm. because now i guess it's a national thing like abortion is legal and if they overturn it, then it would go back to, like, the states would decide. Yeah. So, like, New York, all the Democratic states would probably still keep it. But it's just, that's interesting, too. Like, what things they decide, the state can decide what they're doing, or the federal government decides right, sure. what you do. Sure. Like, this is legal in New Jersey, but if you try doing this in Ohio, no good. Yeah. Well, it's like what they're doing now with the the vaccine mandates for New York City, right? right. They're trying to make it so that if you're not vaccinated then you're not allowed to go to work right even in like like uh odyssey here like the here. MFA, and this is yeah. a, a private company yeah but they're setting it for that but right now the national mandate is in courts right it's a tough one to get through yeah right but it but they could still be that new york passes it if they can if they can they're gonna try yeah, it's just well, but weird. And like, it's even like you know with the masks and everything and i understand you know, you want your kids out and free and, and even with the pandemic. And again, I get it. I understand depression and all that, but my God, I would step back sometime. And I, and we went through beyond the pandemic, we went through a couple of really tough hardships, if you will. Uh, emotionally, my wife's father passed away. We had something with my son who had surgery during the pandemic. I mean, we had things that really gave us perspective. Yeah. You had a lot of things in a short we period did. of time. And, and that was... You know, my son had a major medical issue in March. My friend had surgery in September, and three weeks later, you know, my wife's father passed away unexpectedly. My dad almost passed away two weeks after that. And this was all at the height of the pandemic. And it's like, I understand. I get it. You can't go out to dinner with your friends like we used to. If you want to do something, you had to go sit outside in the backyard instead of going to the restaurant. I get it. Sucks. Yes, not arguing with you. 
okay, fine. The kids lost one season of baseball or softball. Ah, horrible. I get it. It's their childhood. But Christ almighty, I also know (laughs) other parts of this world, kids are still slaves. You know, I also know at different parts of, you know, the, the 20th century in this country, kids were put to work because they couldn't, they didn't have food for the family. And instead of playing stickball, they were out working for whatever, a nickel an hour and bringing it home. Like kids, as tough as it was, still had video games and video conferencing and phones and texting, had communication like we've never had. And we sat there and said, they're so depressed. Get the masks off them. It's not fair. Well, life's not fair. And I've, if this is the worst thing that we have to deal with and you come through it healthy, uh, come on. Just step back and have a little perspective. I don't know. It just, like, legit, there are kids in this world that are still slaves. Slave labor, making sneakers in China. Say what you want about Ennis Cantor, Freedom, whatever the hell his name is now. Ennis Cantor, Freedom. That is all real. And we're worried because our kids got to put a mask on for three hours, take it off for an hour, put it back on, and then go home and get back on their video games, go play their sports and do whatever. I mean, wait, God, I... And my friends, like my, some of my best friends are like that. And we argue. And then, you know, you put it, you put it in perspective for them. Like, oh, you're right. And then they turn around five minutes later and they're back on their Facebook and whatever. Unmask our kids. This is, this is communism. Dude, go F yourself. You want communism? Let me drop you off in the Ukraine. You want to go find out what communism is or in China or something. I always wonder that about people who, uh, like if I had a cancer scare, right? Sure. And then you're like, oh, my perspective's going to change. How soon after does it go back to what it was? You know, it's interesting because I think if you have a real scare like that, I don't know that it does go back. I think it can be life-changing. I think if you've got, you know, certain things that happen to you, you're like, wow, i got to put things in perspective. And usually it's like like a relative passes away or something like that. I think when it's you personally – And I think if you've got to spend eight hours, eight days, eight weeks, whatever the case might be, where you're facing death and you're waiting for scans to come back, where you're waiting for chemotherapy to to run its course and see if it worked, I really do think for most people, not all, I think most people do change. Because you've now, it's one thing to go to awake and see it, it's another thing to face it for yourself. And I do think you would change. I really do. I think that's that's the way. It's kind of like when people... Have you ever have you ever known someone that had a scare like that and they were, let's say, a drug user or an alcoholic or tobacco, whatever it was, couldn't quit for anything? They have a major scare and all of a sudden it's like they never used before. And it's like all those treatments never worked because your mind wasn't ready. Well, in this case, something really lit a fire in your mind and you're done with it. And I think that's the same thing if you're talking about something as serious as your mortality. Yeah. I'll have to wonder, would I go right back to I don't know. I don't think so. about dumb stuff. I don't. I really don't. I think it, it's got to be something that really scares you, though. Right. Again, I don't mean your cousin passing away. I mean, you going to the doctor and them telling you, listen, you might only have eight weeks to live. I well, Let's see. We'll check the scans. I think all of a sudden you're getting your crap in order and you're staring in the mirror saying, holy God, this is it. And then you take a big sigh of relief and you, <laughs> now all of a sudden you're looking for God. <laughs> oh, hey, God. <laughs> you're hoping. Hope. Right. Hope, hope, hope. 
Well, this was a very deep conversation. I know. Today. How'd this I like happen? it. I'm sorry. I had a penis story, which I'll do tomorrow. <laughs> These are the two articles I walked in with, Jerry. <laughs> a penis story and a Viagra story. Okay. And I would think related in some uh, way, shape, or form. Not related at all. Not related. I don't think related at all. Have you ever taken a Viagra? I have. Was it like four hours for real? Oh, f- no. Oh, it's not? No. Oh. I did not have that experience. Oh, okay. Like, I've never taken one. So it's not... I thought you took the pill in, like, within a half hour. Hello, at attention. No, I think you still have to uh, be... Like, you You wouldn't just walk around with a bone. You would... Oh, you wouldn't? You No, you would have to get... There would have to be some sort of arousal first. Oh, I see. But it just... It, it, um, and then after the deed is done, is it still at attention? Or does that settle? And I, if no, it's at attention, that's when you go to the hospital. No, I think it. I think it still it stays around for a little while longer than normal, but then goes back to its refractory phase as the uh, <laughs> medical condition, medical thing. Interesting. But uh, yeah, for it helped me um, go longer. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Viagra. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. That's yeah. right. Hey, whatever, whatever that's works. That's right. Half hour. I wouldn't say a half hour. Okay. I was wondering. Shorter. <laughs> but longer than a minute. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct, Jerry. Okay. Longer Somewhere between one and 30. And a minute, right. All right. Hey, exactly. Zone. Exactly. Nice. I never tried any of those Fugazi ones that they sell at the store. Oh, come on. Like at, at the, the ones uh, that G ended up in the hospital yeah, with? Yeah, 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 yeah. Please. You can't trust those. Well, I had a friend of a friend. My friend Paul, his friend. Eddie. <laughs> no, I'm just, just different. He would buy one called Black Ants. Okay. At the gas station. Yeah. He loved Black Ants. He what said did they that worked do? Great. He said it worked great. He used to take, he used to purchase Black Ants pills, mm-hmm. take them, then go to the nude beach in Sandy Hook and pick up chicks. Because he had a, a boner? Yeah. Okay. So it, it worked for him, Black wow. Ants. Oh, yeah. He was a big fan. <laughs> okay. I believe it, too. He showed me pictures. Really? Uh-huh. Not of his bone, but of... I was going to say, <laughs> the girls he was picking up? Some women he was meeting in... Wow. Uh, Look mm-hmm. at him. And they Sandy sp- Hook. Oh, never mind. Sandy Hook. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good Lord. That's funny. Oh, yeah, Jerry. Hey. To each his own, Al. To That's what I phone. say. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. We did that this morning. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. with the warm-up program on a Wednesday for you. Until then, soon! Right on. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Be part of the show. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. 
don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Here we go, Football Tuesday, 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 as we put a bow on Week 13 in the National Football League. Vietti Scazzeri, good morning, sir. How you be? And, of course, across from me, the handsome bald fellow himself. He's wearing glasses, beautiful blue sweatshirt hoodie from his alma mater. His name is Al Bill Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. I thought I'd represent Kane University. Give hope, Jerry, to the... Keep hope alive. Yeah, to the communication students. You and my wife, Kane University alum. Is that right? Mm Mm-hmm. Monzo also. You're kidding. No. At one point, Kane University had the producer of the morning show and the producer of the afternoon show over here. And do you think we ever got promoted over there, Jerry? I guess not. We didn't. I went and spoke there. I did go to speak there after begging here. Oh, you begged. Well, I was like, well, this is so silly. Then they invited me there, and every student looked at me like I was up from a, a Isn't third that something? head. Right? People, like, have no idea what this is. No idea. They were looking at me like, what planet are you from? Do you do a podcast, sir? Right. No idea what was going on over It is there. different. Scary, Jerry. Yeah. Jerry, what a game last night I in guess. Buffalo. Yeah. Does if, nothing for me. If you're just waking up, uh, the uh, Patriots won. What was the score of this game, 14 Jerry? 14-10. It was a boring game. I'm sorry. Really? I don't like I don't care for it. I don't. What was boring about it, Jerry? The fact that the Patriots only <laughs> threw the ball three times and won? Three. Yeah, I mean, they were, Mac Jones was two for three for 19 yards. And was the winning quarterback. Well, he was, uh, yes. Let's think about that. Let's all, was... let's all let's sit back for a moment. If you're in bed, wipe the sleep out of your eyes. Wipe the sand that uh, accumulates in the corners, you disgusting human being. And think about that. In an NFL game, a quarterback went two of three yeah. for 19 yards and won the game. And was winning the whole game. Was never losing. Right. I did like Matthew Judon, a defensive player on the yeah. Patriots. He had one of the greatest quotes you'll ever hear. What did he hear. say? Hats off to the offense, really. Everybody. Uh, probably besides Mac. He really didn't do nothing besides <laughs> hand the ball. <laughs> but, uh, That's actually very funny. He had a good time with his press conference last night. So, yeah, he's right. Just, you know, snap, handoff, snap, handoff, snap, handoff. And how embarrassing for the Bills. Stop the run. What are we doing? You know, it's funny, though. They did, though. It's not like, so my first thought when I woke up and I saw that Mac Jones only threw the ball three times. I'm like, wow. And they won. I'm like, the the Patriots must have had the ball for four. Kind of like the Giants and the Broncos in the Super Bowl. The Patriots must have had the ball for 45 minutes. They didn't. They also didn't run for 300. They didn't do anything except they scored a few more points than the Bills who basically, you know, blew themselves up when they got inside the 20. They, they couldn't kick field goals. Here's what, and I didn't see this game. I only saw the highlights and reading the game story. The Patriots kicked field goals with the wind and made them. The Bills attempted field goals against the wind and didn't. Now, I don't end. know, at least one anyway. They also turned the ball over, turned the ball over on downs. I yeah, I mean, defensively, and that's where Jordan Poyer and uh, Micah Hyde, they were asked the question, are you guys embarrassed by this? And Jordan Poyer's like, we gave up 14 points. They had one big run, and they did nothing. Like, what do you want from us? How about it, you score some points? Their big run uh, for a touchdown, well, I think, happened 10 minutes into the game. It was game. in the first quarter, yeah. yeah. first quarter. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was just so strange. The Patriots, even on third and 13, third and 18, Running the ball yeah. right up the gut. They were not going to turn it over and allow the Bills' defense to score is essentially what they did. And once they played with the lead, it really is. I'm not the biggest Belichick fan in terms of, you know, yo, you know, bow down to him all the time. In this case, though, you know what? He said these conditions suck. 
we get the lead, we're not going to give them a chance. But what was strange is uh, Josh Allen threw 30 times. He was 15 for 30. For not much. Right, but... It, they tried. Uh, they tried. Yeah. And it didn't look t- like terrible passing conditions. Yeah. I mean, it looked worse on television pregame than I thought the highlights looked for in-game. I agree with you. Right. We we The NFL and the Bills did this yesterday, and, and the NFL does it all year round, no matter what the weather conditions. A lot of short passes. Mm-hmm. And in the wind, you can throw short passes. 100%. Yeah. And z- like Josh, Josh Allen was zipping them in, the, the passes he was completing. The only thing I can think is that Belichick didn't have enough confidence in Mac Jones's arm in those conditions, in that environment, and figured we have the lead, let's milk it until we can't. And they were able to milk it the entire night. Right. They played with the wind, right? So when they had the wind, they tried to do a little more things than when they had no wind. Well, as far as kicking field goals yeah, with the wind. They got two of them from Nick Folk. Man, I feel like I could have quarterbacked for the Patriots. You could have. Right? Take the snap, hand off. <laughs> of course you're going to. Do a couple fakes where it's like you hand off one way but fake it the other yeah. way. Yeah, for sure. Pretty wild. So now they're the they're right there, the one seed in the AFC. AFC East. They're really going to win the AFC East. And they have a bye now. So not only are they 9-4, and four, not only did they beat the Bills, not only are they now 6-0 and oh on the road, they get to enjoy it for two weeks. Mac Jones' arm is going to be brand new by the <laughs> time. He threw three passes last night. He's going to have a bye week. That guy might forget how to throw a football. All right, after the game, they asked him if he wants the ice. He goes, what do I need that for? I'm no. good. Let's go out. <laughs> I didn't do anything tonight. No need to ice elbows. Yeah, pretty Nothing. wild. Pretty wild. I'll tell you, the Bills, man. It's They're weird. What the hell? They're a weird team, as we as we say, Jerry. There are a number of weird teams in the NFL. Yeah, this the Bills is really, are among them. But if you're a Bills fan, this has really been, what are they, seven and five for a team that most – thought was the most complete team in the, I won't say the NFL, but in the AFC, the most complete team, and thought that was going to be your Super Bowl. And they yeah. still might be. I'm not saying they won't make it. They still might. But right now, through 12 games for them, very underwhelming. Very underwhelming, Jerry. Not impressive at all. Although, when I did watch yesterday and seeing the uh, the Patriots run the ball, run the ball, that's what Saqu- Saquon Barkley should be for the Giants. Yeah, agreed. We should let Daniel Jones or Jake Fromm Hand the ball off a hundred times. Or Lewerke. Lewerke. Is that his name? Lewerke, Eddie, or Lewerke? Lewerke? Jake Fromm and Brian Lewerke will be your quarterbacks this week. Most likely. We're assuming Daniel Jones will not be cleared. Yeah. Correct. So Brian Lewerke, I think he went to Michigan State, I think. I'm oh not even gosh. sure. Neither one of them has played in a professional football game. Neither one of them were on the team four days ago. So let's hand the ball off. They might have to. Here's the problem. Saquon and Booker. Indoors, Chargers. If they get ahead, you're not going to be able to just hand the ball off. Now, you can take the That's opening indoors, kick. That's not though, is it? The Chargers in yeah. L.A.? Yeah. That's a closed stadium? Yeah. SoFi Stadium? Yeah. 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 I don't know if the roof is retractable, but there's a roof on that stadium. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. How about News that? to me, so if they So if you get the ball first, yeah. you can try and run it down their throat as best you can. If you take it down and score a touchdown, you can continue with that game plan. If you don't and you fall behind quickly, hey, Jake Fromm from State Farm, you better start throwing the ball. Right. You're going to have to keep up with Light the Chargers. The Chargers scored 40-something points in Cincinnati the other day. 34 in the first half. That's pretty good. That's pretty they good. They're on a roll. Outdoors, man, good luck. Hey, good luck with that. Uh, what last- chance you give the Giants this weekend? 
Zero. No, you can't give him zero. zero. Uh, One. <laughs> Percentage-wise, a yes. 4% chance. Four, I like that number, a they, 4% chance. They should put that up on the screen at the start of the game. You know how they do sometimes the yes. – uh, They'll tell you a winning percentage. Yep. Right, right at the start of the game. Giants have a four percent chance to win today. <laughs> well, what is the so what are the odds? Have we I don't seen know. them? What's the spread? I will, is that what uh, you're asking, Jerry? I'll go I will go on that right this second. Yeah, I'm curious. So before you look, I'm gonna say Chargers minus eleven and a half. Oh, all right, Jerry. If they even have odds based on the quarterback scenario, which may not be the case. I so even, I don't know. I don't even see. Well, because where, it might be off I, the board. Where am I? Where are my sports, Jerry? I don't know. Why don't you check your? I'm win, trying. Your win bet. I'm trying, app. Jerry. I can't find the NFL. In the meantime, my internet's oh, not working. Oh, football! There it is, Jerry. I found it. All right. So let's see. What is the question you were asking, what Jerry? Are the odds? Which teams? Which team were you? As what I are the spoke? Chargers favored by? The Chargers, Jerry, is what you're asking. My, the Chargers are favored by ten and a half. Ten and a half. All right. Seems Over under right. forty-four and a half. I think that number goes up. So you're saying let's get on this now? No, I, but I guess I mean I don't know. I I, I stay away from games like this because I don't know what Jake Fromm is. I've never seen him play, not in college, not you know. What do I know? What he is, Jerry? The next Tom Brady? Maybe probably. he is. Maybe he's the next Mike White. I don't know. Mike White, by the way, is like what? What am I? What happened to me? Where was I, I? Had this incredible two weeks. <laughs> he had he had the uh, the NFL by the balls for about a week and a half, and now he's like non-existent. <laughs> it's unbelievable. What do you think uh, the spread is in the Saints Jets game? That game's in New Orleans. That game is in uh, the Meadowlands. Oh, it is in the Meadowlands. Matt Life Saints by three. I don't. The Saints uh, are Saints, not good. Saints by five. Really? Yeah. On the road with the no road. quarterback? With no quarterback, Jerry. That's how little they Isn't think Taysom of the Isn't Taysom Hill playing quarterback again? I believe so. And they're a five-point favorite. He- the Jets, you know, not for nothing. The Jets did score 18 points, should have been 21, on their first three possessions. That's disrespectful. That is di- that is disrespectful, That kind Jerry. of is. Yeah. Uh, so last night, the uh, prior to, I guess, uh, you know how like when the – NFL, there's a game Monday Night Football in Buffalo. The announcers come in. They get to talk to the players, all this yes. fun stuff prior to the game or, you know, day before. Yeah. Uh, Peyton Manning had put in a request to speak with uh, Mac Jones, mm-hmm. and the Patriots said, uh, no, sir. Good. And right, Peyton Manning said, I-, I get it. Yeah, of course. It's also He's also not in Orchard Park. Like a lot of those announcers, when they get to have the sit-down with the oh, teams right. and the players, they're there. Yeah. So Nance and Romo fly into Dallas or wherever, you know, or Buffalo, wherever they're doing the game, probably on Friday. They probably go to the Friday practice, and then afterwards they sit down with the coach and the players. Peyton Manning is hanging out in his pad in Indianapolis somewhere saying, hey, can I get Mac Jones on a Zoom? No, you can't. No. Okay, (laughs) thanks. And he said that uh, his first year, Peyton Manning's, that he was not allowed to do anything. Is that true? That that, uh, That they wanted him to just focus on football. Wow. So he appreciates the way the Patriots are handling Mac Jones. And I guess Dungy was his coach, right, that year? Had to have Tony been. Dungy? Right? Was that? Was Probably. That, maybe not. I, I what get year did he confused. come in? Hmm. I don't even if know. If only we had Google, Jerry. 2000? Does that only, sound right? 99? I'm going to say 98 for Patriots. Maybe 98. You know what? 98 might be right because I was with Beningo back then. And I remember going to see Jets Colts. That could be right. You might be right about that. By the way, Peyton Manning, Jerry, is 45 years old. Yeah, you're significantly older than him. Uh, well, seven years. And I don't you've know accomplished as much as he has. Uh, it's a great point. Great <laughs> point. 
By the way, neither have me and Eddie. <laughs> I'm scrolling through the uh, Peyton Manning Wikipedia, and I come across sexual misconduct allegations. No, we just keep that. That's just been completely forgotten. From when? About. College. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. I oh know yeah, Jerry. Okay. The alleged uh, the the woman alleged that he was you know rubbing his butt on her. Oh, I don't know that. Being hilarious, Jerry. So what? Ninety eight. Is that oh, right? I, yeah, ninety eight. So it was ninety eight. Okay. How about that? How about that? How about that? I guess David Letterman was on last night too, but I didn't see any. You didn't buzz. stay up to watch it with David Letterman. I didn't stay up to watch. No, I, I'm. I like David Letterman from NBC late night. I know you do. Once he moved to CBS, the show got super slick. It was and no good. The only thing I saw uh, in terms of social media was that they went to commercial when he was in the middle of a thought. <laughs> when David Letterman was yes with his big white I, Santa beard. Yeah, I don't know. Is he still doing that interview show? I guess for uh, Netflix. Uh, they haven't put out a new one in a while. I guess oh. he does it in seasons. Like Got it. he tapes like six of them, then puts it out, then waits a, a year or two, and okay. then puts out another one. Fair enough. So but the, the one buzz I did see on the social media, Jerry, the buzz that's going around of writers, uh, NFL insiders, fans, well, Patriots, Bucks, Super Bowl. Well, we've been talking about that for three weeks I know, now. But, but, and, but right after that game. Yeah, but we've been talking about By that. By the way, is if there is a way for me to bet that neither one makes it to the Super Bowl, I would take that bet in a second. Yeah. Neither one's going to the Super Bowl. The Bucks are very beatable. The Patriots are beatable. Everybody's very beatable, which is why they have as much chance as anybody is making it and as much chance as everybody not making it. Except my Arizona Cardinals, Jerry. They're not uh, beatable. I'm sorry. The Cardinals are not going to be. They're not. I, I don't buy them. Oh, is that right? I just don't. I don't. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I think they're a very good team. I don't think they're the best team in football. Are they on my list of fraudulent yes, five, though? Yes, 100%. They're 10-2, and two, you fraud, well, of course. I guess we're going to find out no, next segment. We know that. We don't know that. We do know that. I, the Arizona Cardinals I'm, will be on the list, so basically we need to know the list of the other four coming up. I'm very up. fickle, Jerry, with the teams I root for. You don't know if You're the not Cardinals, fickle. You want winners. You don't know if the Cardinals did something that— And Kyler Murray's back. —that turned me off. You don't know. They won, and they beat the crappy Bears on top of it. That's like a double uh, bonus for you. Yeah. So, all right. So, when we come back, mm-hmm. we'll have the remainder of Al's fraudulent list of five well, favorite five, teams because we, we know, know the one. We don't know if we they're know on the it. Cardinals are on that. We're not list. sure. A matter of fact, I could probably guess the other three or four <laughs> as well. You need a total of five, Jerry. All right. I know you do, and we know one. So you got to get to the other four. We'll do that. A whole lot more. Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. I'll go. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Casbah, but what we are going to do, because, you know, we got different uh, things we do on this program. We've got uh, we got cool games, for instance, which were brutal last week. We've got, uh, we can play uh, 80s Rocker against 80s NFL. Or, which, we, which we've missed a couple weeks. Because I've been out. You are out. I know, I'm lazy. I'm sorry. I have not been here. So be it. And Chris apparently didn't take the bull by the horns and do anything with he it. He looks flooded uh, with cutting up sound <laughs> out there. I don't want to get him all jacked up about looking into 80s rockers and 80s uh, baseball. So that's on him, but that will return this week coming up on Thursday. But on Tuesday, once the week is over, as we have now completed, as we did last night, we like to reset the uh, the program 
And a little thing we call, and this is really for a guy like Eddie now, as I've learned that he is a complete fraud, doesn't even watch his own team, instead of watches Red Zone, and his team stinks and doesn't score, and so they're barely even on Red Zone. And by the way, they were on Channel 5 or 2, and he still doesn't watch them. Fraud, fraud, fraud. Uh, time now for what we call Al Dukes' fraudulent list of five favorite teams. Take it away, Al Dukes. Now, how does this work, Jerry? <laughs> I am a fan of many NFL teams. I vary week to week sometimes. There are teams I like to sometimes? watch. Sometimes? Teams I like to root. This is the list of teams <laughs> I find myself rooting for, Jerry. I find myself on the NFL shop looking for gear. I have today my uh, Arizona Cardinals uh, beanie hat, uh, winter hat that I wear. By the way, there's 32 teams in the NFL. This is week 13. So far, you've been a fan of 17 teams. <laughs> Listen, there's some teams that never make it, though, Jerry, no matter how good they are. Yeah, the Bears are never going to make it. What about this, though? Has Have the Packers ever made my list? I don't think so no. because you can't stand Aaron Rodgers. Well, I'm just saying, it, being a winner doesn't mean you're on the list. Give These them time. These are teams I'm currently rooting for, Give them Jerry. time because you did put the Titans on your list one week. You did. They were an honorable mention, I think. No, I no, 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 no. They were on the list. You put the All Titans right. on your list, and that rooting. bothered me. Well, I was rooting for them that week. Yeah. Here we go, Jerry. Uh, my number one team that I'm currently rooting for, Arizona Cardinals. Oh, you're kidding, really? <laughs> First team to 10 wins, Jerry. Kyler Murray's back. They're rolling. Mm. Number one on the list. Number right. two, keeping it old school. I'm going Dallas Cowboys. You're number keeping two it there. On my okay. list. Even though they weren't great against the weren't Saints. Great. Number two. They're number two on my list of favorite teams, although I haven't purchased a Cowboy gear in, in quite some time. Know, what are we doing? Number three, Jerry. New England Patriots. I'm rooting for them. I know I'm you are. I'm rooting for Bill Belichick. I know I'm you rooting are. for Mac Jones. Tom Brady got so cocky last year, and all you media types well, like you, Jerry. You uh, turned on Bill Belichick and said, Bill Belichick is nothing without Tom Brady. First of all, I didn't. And second of all, he got cocky because he won. You're allowed to be cocky no, no. when you win. The, the media, Jerry, the failing New York Times and the media, <laughs> they went after Bill Belichick. Oh, oh not I have, so, yeah. Oh, you're not so good without Tom Brady. Well, yeah. guess what? He's got a guy throughout making three pass attempts winning games. And they still win. Patriots, number three on my list. Number four. Los Angeles Chargers. Yep, I figured. And no doubt they're staying on the list because they play the Giants this week. They're going to absolutely dominate. Here's how they're off the list. If the Giants go in and beat them Sunday. Oh, they're gone. (laughs) That's right. But right now, they're Air Coriel. They're Dan Fouch, the Charlie Joyner, and Wes Chandler, and Kellen Winslow, the good one. And number five on my list, Jerry. This goes against keeping having the Dallas Cowboys on my list and this team. It doesn't make sense, but Washington football football team. I find myself rooting for them. I'm rooting no, for them, Jerry. Why not put the Lions on the list this no. week? Come on, I feel good no, for no, Dan no. Campbell. No, no, I'm oh, find myself rooting for uh, Taylor Heineke. I can't do this. I do. No, I know. No, no, I'm rooting for the guy. No, you can't. He's you cock- can't grow up a Cowboy fan and root for anything Washington. But they're number five, which means Jerry, oh. according to this list, if they played the Cardinals, Cowboys, Patriots, or Chargers, I would root for those teams over Washington. So that's my list: the fraudulent five teams of the. Week. I'm, I'm bothered by this. Maybe I'll buy some uh, cowboy gear today, Jerry. No, you know what? I don't want you. I'm to, no, of you don't, we don't want you. I'm Go buy of... your Washington gear. Buy your football team well, crap and wear, not, start wearing the maroon and the yellow. I'm not ready to. Here's Pig. what I'm not ready to purchase: Washington football gear. God. Or New England Patriots. And I like gear. Ron I'm Rivera. I'm not ready yet. I like Ron Rivera. I yeah. do. 
and I'm rooting for him in life. Ron Rivera had a house burned down a couple years God. ago. The guy deserves to be a winner. No, no. Yeah, fine. But second place. Second place. So no Chiefs. No Chiefs. Ravens are off the list. I'm mm-hmm. just taking a look who you yeah, could yeah. have taken. Yeah, no, these teams stink. Wow. The Rams are off because of Odell Beckham signing. They're not going to. They're not going back. The Bucks on the are list. off. The Bucks are off just because I don't will know. not put the Packers on the list. No. Yeah, Rams. Off. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, There's I hit them all. Else. I hit them all, Jerry. There's no one. Else. All right, let me ask you. Since you mentioned the Rams, you yeah. tell me if you know what this means. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm assuming since you did play flag football, you yeah. will. This was on NFL Network on Sunday. They didn't look like they were doing a replacement fire zone, so I knew at the back away we were going to get three pushing through. Um, I had an opportunity to kind of run in there if I could beat my guy and just had to beat the safety to the end zone. Who's that? <laughs> That's Cooper Cup describing his touchdown route. Who was he talking to? NFL Network. I don't know. She asked him. She goes, boy, you know, she's, I don't know exactly what the question was, but something along the lines of great route. What would you see there on your touchdown pass? They didn't look like they were doing a replacement fire zone, so I knew at the back away we were going to get three pushing through. <laughs> What's the replacement fire zone, Jerry? You know how to beat that. That sounds like a good name of a band. Yeah. The replacement fire zone. Yeah. They're playing the Stone Pony this weekend. I can't wait to go see them. My goodness. Hey, hey. Oh, you know who's playing oh, in Atlantic oh. City coming up soon? Who? I want to get tickets. Little River Band. Oh, the cool games. That's right. Do you think I'd be able to go down there and sing Cool and Change? Well, that's their biggest hit, I think, Cool Change. Cool, I don't think that's their biggest hit. It's one hit. of their big hits. And one of their big hits. Yeah. I don't think it's their biggest hit. But you could, like, I think if you went to that show, there would be people that would recognize you from our show. Oh, definitely. And right. I think you could get a group together, and as the Little River Band is doing Cool Change, you guys could be singing in harmony Cool Games. I didn't realize this, Jerry. They also did a song about the Giants called The Lonesome Loser. <laughs> Have you heard, heard about, about The Lonesome, the lonesome loser? loser? That's terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that Joe Judge? Joe Judge, definitely. <laughs> lonesome Loser. By the way, uh, Daniel Jones uh, saw a doctor yesterday, Jerry, about his neck. So um, Still injured. Uh, still made of pretzel sticks, they said. They actually did an MRI. They go, your neck is an actual pretzel he stick. He got clobbered. A pretzel rod. How could you call that a pretzel He's stick? He's got a pretzel rod for a neck, He Jerry. got hit by two guys on the same play. Yeah, so did Eli Manning. Oh got murdered God. in San Francisco a couple years ago. You're right. You're Guy not hung wrong. in there and played. Well, he also he got sacked a lot. He didn't run. Who? Eli. Eli, yeah. Eli wasn't, I mean, I'd have to go back and watch. But he he, was I don't runner. think he was running, uh, doing, you know, draw plays up the middle. I no, don't think. He was not doing designed runs. No, he was not. Did you see the Patriots last night? They did a designed QB straight up the middle on third and five. Yeah. I also saw them hand off to the fullback on third and 32. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's pretty much what last night was. I mean, that guy was, uh, Bill Belichick was playing like chess yesterday. He was. Right? Uh, He was making slow moves. And it's funny because you had, I don't know why you would even go here. So I guess, I I don't know what What did he do? Well, I'm talking about Sean McDermott now. Was asked about, you know, Belichick and his game plan and coming up short. Let's not give more credit than we need to give credit to Bill Belichick in this one. (laughs) Okay. I mean, they just beat you on your home field in your conditions, and they ran the ball a million times. Down your throat. And you only threw it three times, and you lost. So I think it's a fair question. Were you out game planned by Bill Belichick? And he would go on to say, well, we turned the ball over. We didn't score. Well, yeah, well, that's give the Patriots some credit. Do you think every time that the Patriots got the ball, the Bills' defensive coordinator was like, "Listen, this is probably they're going to probably pass now." They've been think, run, they run the ball thirty straight times. 
They're set, they're setting us up for a pass. It's like the rope a dope. Yeah, they rope a dope. Except them. that they never really doped them. They just didn't. That's they exactly what they did. Well, so this so this gets back to the point of the fact that the Bills did a good job against them, but because of that long run and the two point, the fact that they scored early really set the tone. If I asked you right now, and I know you can't do this, all right, but one big run, and I'm only saying it because of the way the rest of the game went. If you take away the one run of 64 yards, you know how much they ran for last night? The Patriots, I'm going to say they ran for 75 yards. Close. They ran for approximately 120 yards All right. the rest of the night. Like, think about that. They only threw the ball three times and only ran for another 120 yards on 9-24 on 33 carries. I mean, if you're the Bills, you did well. You did relatively well. And you lost. Not good enough. Yeah, because your offense couldn't score. Yeah, your offense stinks. Yeah, 10 points. So... It is what it is. By the way, both courts, you know what the quarterback ratings were for each for each guy? Uh, well, I don't know how they do it because uh, Mac Jones was two of three, Jerry. So he, he did uh, complete uh, 75 for uh, 66, yes, percent 66 of his pass. 66.6. <laughs> not 75%, you jackass. Whatevs. For 19 yards. Yeah. He had a quarterback rating of four. Four. That's not good. <laughs> not 158.4. Four. A four. What do you think Josh Allen's QB rating was last night? Now, he was 50. I'll give you the numbers. 15 of 30. All right. 145 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. I'm going to say uh, he had a QB rating of 50. A uh, 20. Oh. Well, he completed <laughs> half his passes. Why? Well, no. I tell you. 20.4 to be exact. 50-50. Now, I, see, now, hold on a second. Is that... Is that right? QBR? That's quarterback rating, Quarterback right? rating, okay. yep. You nailed it, Jerry. It Don't doubt yourself. Low. But no, but I'm listening to you. You happen to be right. Like, that seems low for me for a guy that didn't throw any interceptions. Right. Well, because he missed 15 passes. All right, but Mac Jones, you're right. Mac Jones was two for three. That can't be right. When he was one, because uh, I did see the QB rating on the screen when he was one for one. And yeah. they, they had his QB rating at like 112. So if he would have just ended it there, Jerry. You see, that's not right. Something's wrong. That's not that, that QB writing is stupid. Uh, well, I agree with that. There's a lot of things that are stupid. Let's see. Mm. So no. All right. So that mm. that's his total quarterback rating. I don't know, man. Maybe it's not quarterback rating. Maybe I'm his not QBR sure. is quarterback rating. Either way, there wasn't much last night. Jerry, have you heard about <laughs> the lonesome loser? I would go to that show. I wonder if they're still the original bandmates. Like, is that a, the original Little River Band singer? See, if I guitarist? look, though, how am I going to use them coming up Thursday? It's time. For, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Don't, don't, Jerry. Reminiscing. I, that was my favorite song. was a good one. Yep. Right? That's them. Yes? That's them. I have their list of songs right here, Jerry. They they formed in 19... Did you know they're from Australia? Uh, I did not. I love Australia. I know, but we're never so going to go there. So far away. So, yeah, 1975 they got together. How about that? Right, Jerry, we will probably never, ever go to Australia. Isn't that sad in a way? There's a lot of places. A friend of We're mine once said. never going to see a kangaroo. One time when I was probably in my early 20s and I was just starting here, he said, oh, it's kind of cool. You feel like you're set for, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, but there's a lot of other things I want to do. He's like, well, like what? And I'm like, well, I want to do this. I want to own that. I want He goes, you realize you've only got a short time? Yeah. He goes, you better pick a few things or you're going to be filled with disappointment. And you know what? He's right. And I will be, because there's still a lot of things I want to do. So by the end, on your deathbed, you're going to be disappointed. Probably. Yeah, no regrets, but I think I'll be disappointed that I didn't accomplish some things. Like, the idea of never seeing Australia, I think, is very real. I don't know that I'll ever see... China. You'll probably never go to China. I, I don't think I'll ever go to Alaska. 
What? I don't. I really don't think I will. I don't want to go to China. I don't want to go to Japan. I don't want. So I don't want to go to Germany. There's place. Well, no, maybe Germany. I don't go to Russia. There are places I don't really have no a desire to see. Right, but Australia, you'd be interested in. I've been to China, Russia. You got diabetes from China. Yeah, Iceland, Galapagos Islands, Alaska. Galapagos I- Islands. Are there just animals walking all over the place? Like, can you touch a sea turtle? I uh, probably not. They don't want you touching the animals. No, but it's, it's not, not a it's, petting zoo, I it's, guess. It's not like a, a lush climate. It's sort of volcanic, volcanic islands, and it's uh, sort of barren. But but there's... think about what he just said. Like all these places he's been to, yeah. like how different we all are. I couldn't have less interest in those places. In he's the Galapagos, gone. right? But to him, very cool. And then the places I probably want to go to, he probably has zero interest in himself. Yeah, and I'll in retirement if I'm don't die on the job, which yeah. is probable. You don't pass. Um, New Zealand, Australia will be on the list as well as Antarctica. I feel like New Zealand and Australia are pretty much the same place. Yeah, you would combo them. <laughs> I agree with right? you. Right? They like seem they, very similar. They're <laughs> not, and they're actually quite far apart. But oh. I, and I'm sure if you live in Australia, you probably figure the U.S., Canada, what's the difference? Right. <laughs> it's the same thing. Right. New York City, suburb, same thing. It's Toronto. Uh, it's America. All right, let's take a break. 25 in front of six. We got a lot more to do. Buzzer, we got Boomer and Geo. It is a football Tuesday right here on The Fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll use. <laughs> I got in trouble once. A good old JWJDM back I'll in the use. Day. No, not for calling Al a lonesome loser. I'm a loser. You're lonesome, but you're not a loser. Um, remember, so you, me, and I both worked at the same radio station in uh, in New Jersey, in Elizabeth. Back Elizabeth, in the day. New Jersey. And they had the index cards with the the colored dots on it, and the song wheel would tell you you could pull a song as long as the you pulled from the proper color. The proper and, colored dot. Correct. And once I went with the Little River Band, I don't think it was that song. I think it was reminiscing, but it didn't fit the color, and I was got called immediately. But no one was listening right. except for the boss, and he called and yelled at me for playing the wrong song. I wasn't even allowed to talk, but I, I apparently didn't follow the rules. That was a 15.30 a.m. WJDM, that's right. In Elizabeth, New Jersey. Uh, we had, you and you worked there. I worked there. Joe Beningo worked there. I was Joe's different producer. times. Yep. I well, did, I worked with Joe at the same time. Okay, you worked with Joe. Yes. I, I was uh, an intern there because I was afraid to come into New York City to do an internship at, like, K-Rock or NEW or FAN. Like, yeah, I was sure. I was too afraid. I was kind of like what New York is like now. You're afraid to walk <laughs> around. I know. I know. Uh, but that's what it was like back in the late 80s when I would have done that. But that WJDM was a sunrise to sunset yes. station, right? It was only on when the sun was up. Yep. So in the summer, they had extended hours, longer Sundays. So they didn't have employees because they had employees that ended at 6, six o'clock, I guess. So they asked me to uh, segue the music in the same way that you were doing it. So um, I decided I was going to be a DJ, and I <laughs> I talked. And I'm telling you, it was like not till the end of the summer where 
the boss said to me, "Go, are you, are you talking?" <laughs> I go, "Yeah." But you made it the whole summer yeah. of doing a show. Yeah, doing a nighttime uh, wow. show without the boss listening. Yeah. How about that? But yeah, I, I followed the rules, Jerry. A red dot was. Well, uh, you didn't follow the rules because you weren't allowed to talk. <laughs> actually, the red dot on the clock was sixties music. Oh, you remember? Look Green you. dot was fifties. Blue dot, which only appeared once an hour, was seventies. Okay. Which is probably why I wanted to play the Little River Band because I like the seventies music and the sixties. But it was like, yeah, let's go. That was fun music, which you don't really hear anymore anywhere. Uh, on you, satellite, you do well. But you on your Spotify, if yeah, you, you if you put the it. right or on, you know what they do now? I saw on satellite, and I was wondering when they were going to do it. The ones, oh no, the tens. That's what it's called because you know you couldn't keep doing you know the two thousands or whatever the Y, whatever the hell they call that Y two K, whatever the channel was. Like, we're into the 20s, like, soon. Yeah. You need a channel for that. So they finally came up with the, the teens and the tens, they The call teens it. and the tens. All right. Yeah. Uh, we got yet, uh, yesterday, Jerry, a list of potential Met managers. So I want to see. Let's hire if, Buck already and be done with this. I want to see if any of these names uh, make you excited, Jerry. You're a big baseball fan. You and your boys watch MLB Network. You're uh, in the mix for fantasy baseball. You do fantasy. Uh, you do baseball parlays. Like, you know baseball. You and... I'm going to say this. You and Evan Roberts, most knowledgeable baseball wow. people at the station. I do watch a lot. That you is watch, true. You, you like a lot of baseball. So I'm going to give you the list of Met managers, two of which supposedly have already been contacted Potential and talked Met to. Yes. One of them is Buck Showalter. Love it. Have you heard of him, Jerry? I have. Maybe a lonesome loser, but I have heard of him. You, we know Joe, uh, Joe uh, Buck Showalter. I was saying Joe Buck. Joe Buck <laughs> Showalter. He'd be great. He'd be an announcer <laughs> and the manager. That's right. Uh, Mets fans would be thrilled with this, correct? I think they would be, yeah. Universally, yes. if you come out and say you've hired Buck Showalter, yes. Mets fans would be excited. I think you'll get some tool that will be that wants the, you know, the new school thinking, wants the young... I think, though, if you did a Twitter poll, I think yeah. you'd get a 75 or 80-20 that they would be in favor of Buck Walter. Yes. So young and old would probably be happy with this. Yeah, I, I think everybody would be. for them. I think the majority would be. Yeah, All right. Absolutely. The second one I believe they've already talked to is a fellow named Matt Quartraro. Who's that? I don't know. I was hoping you would know, Jay. Matt Quartraro? That's right. I think, well, he oh, must be a bench coach on some team. Uh, actually, yeah, bench coach, uh, Tampa Rays. No one wants Matt Quattraro. Tampa Rays, Jerry. No everyone, one wants him. No one wants him. I take a lot of calls here. No one wants him. You know them. what these people tell me? No, they me? want the Rays front office is what they yes, want. Yes, they want the Rays front office. This you, is very you think Kevin? Let me ask you this. For real, you think Kevin Cash is a good manager? Yes. Based, on, I mean, yeah, I, I, I can't argue with you. They win, but I also think that he is looked upon as a puppet manager. That Puppet just master, does what the front office tells him to do. So, Matt Quartraro, I I think you would. How about this? How about I'll do the. How about that? We'll do two, two Twitter polls today. All right. All right. You do the one with with Buck. I'll do the one with Quartraro, and let's see at ten o'clock where the numbers are. I don't know, Jerry, but in two thousand four, Quattraro was inducted into the Old Dominion University Sports Hall of Fame. So I didn't say he's not I a good baseball guy. You asked me if the Met fan base would be excited. Eddie, would you be excited if the Mets announced that they hired Matt Quartraro as their new manager? Uh, not in the least. Right. <laughs> okay, so I guess you guys don't respect the old Dominion University That's Sports Hall That's not what I said. Fame. I think he's probably a great baseball guy. Right. It's not going to excite the fan base. All right, Jerry, what about this one? Uh, Joe Espada. Uh, that I, would be, I think that would come in somewhere in the middle. I feel like I've heard his name. Where do I Wasn't know Wasn't he with the from? Nationals? Oh, man, i got to Google again. Joe Espada. 
I th- we, <laughs> it's good if we looked the stuff up first. That would have been good. Yeah, sure. It looks like he was with the uh, Houston Astros. Recently. Wasn't he? Yeah. He wasn't with the Nationals prior to that? I see Jerry. He's a uh, and Houston Astros. Bench okay. coach. We love a bench coach. Right. I know. He was I, with think, the I think Met fans, Met fans would like that. Not like Buck, but I think my fans would, would be okay with that. I don't know, Jerry. When you look at his resume, this uh, Joe Espada, and it says here he was the hitting coach of the Greensboro Grasshoppers. Nice. So I think if you were to put You have no that respect out, for the Grasshoppers? I think if you were to put that out to the fans, Jerry. How old was he when he did that? 25? Uh, right. This was back in 2006. All right, so Espada's another one, which that I would be okay with that. It doesn't excite you. But I, that could be a good hire. All Go right, ahead. Jerry. Let oh, me well. give you another Brad name Osmus. that's out there. Uh, Brad Osmus. No one's interested in Brad Osmus. Come on. He's uh, an Angels guy, right? Uh, Tigers. Tigers. Oh, my gosh. Jerry, you got to Google this guy. Brad Osmus. Brad Osmus. Jerry, would you say it would be an Osmus <laughs> pick an by the... <laughs> You're such an ass. Wasn't he right? But he here he is in an Angels uniform, Jerry. He I know is, that. Uh, but wasn't he the manager of the Tigers? And the Israeli national baseball team. Uh, but you're not answering me. Was he the manager of the Tigers? He was at uh, 99 to 2000. Uh, then, uh, oh, that was a player. No, that's not right. <laughs> As a manager, Jerry, you were asking about the Tigers. 2014 to 2017. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why? You know what name I don't understand <laughs> is not on the list? Why is Mike Sosha not on the list? I don't know. You got Billy Epler here. Mm-hmm. Mike Sosha had a a really good run with the Angels. I know it didn't end great, but had a really good run with the Angels. I think he's only in his early 60s, and you don't even hear his name mentioned. I agree, Jerry. And he's a player from my era. When I know. I, you would love that. I would love that. Uh, the final guy on the list, Jerry, is a guy named Don Kelly. Are you familiar with his work? I am not. All right, Jerry. Again, that's not going to excite anybody. Uh, he was a utility player when he played. He is the bench coach of the Pirates. <laughs> yeah, let's bring him in because they win a lot of games. Hmm. I'm sure a good baseball guy, to answer your question, will, a matter of fact, the Met fan base, while they're still thrilled with the team because of Max Scherzer and what they've done, that will not excite them. Kelly, uh, Jerry, spends his offseason in <laughs> Mars, Pennsylvania. Doing what? I mean, that's got to be so confusing. Oh, oh, and where are you from? <laughs> Mars. <laughs> Not Mars. It's Morris, isn't it? No, it's M-A-R-S. Oh, it's Mars? Mars, Pennsylvania. <laughs> okay. They have Pennsylvania's sons. got some weird names. Yep. Some weird town names. All right, Jerry, so out of that list, you like number one, Buck Showalter. Isn't King of Prussia in Pennsylvania? That sounds about right. Right? That's a mm-hmm. town in Pennsylvania. That seems, yeah. that's a little arrogant. King of Prussia. I live in King of Prussia. I'm the mayor of King of Prussia. <laughs> so you got Buck Showalter, which we everyone would be happy with. I think most, yes. Second favorite would be Joe Espada or Brad Osmus. Uh, one and the same, I think. One I think my fans would be fine with either one. They would not be fine with a fellow named Matt Quattraro. Quattraro or, or Kelly. Or not, Don Kelly. Not Let's take them anybody. right off the list. I'm not saying they're not qualified and they wouldn't do a good job. They might be... You know, the next Joe Torre. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. We don't know. But you don't know, and it's not, to answer the question, it's not going to excite the fan base. Buck Showalter, I believe, sells tickets. I do. I think as much as Max Scherzer sold tickets, you bring in Buck Showalter, you get another surge in ticket sales. I really believe that. So we might get up upwards of 10,000 people at a, at a game. You might get upwards of 25,000 on every game, yes. Not every not 10, game. Tickets sold? Are... Yeah, the Mets actually, as, as the Mets... Um, Tickets sold not great for yeah. sure, but I still think they averaged. Hmm. Now, there are some teams, if you look at MLB attendance from last year, 
I mean, some of them are just atrocious, as you know. You know, some of the bottom feeders are just awful. But if I look at the Mets, I think they're middle of the road. I think they were 15 or 16. Bottom the feeders. The Mets were, the Mets last year in 2021 uh, were 13th in home attendance. They averaged 21,000. So I think I really think with Scherzer and Showalter, you're going to bump that up to 25, 26, 27,000 per game. Jerry, give us the percentage that uh, Buck Showalter is the next Mets manager. 75%. That's what I was thinking in my head. I actually believe he's going to, because I think he wants to do it, and I think Steve Cohen's got one more splash he wants to make. Oh, man, the Yankees better do something, Jerry. If we show up with Buck Showalter here after signing Max Scherzer. Ooh, I don't know what to tell buddy. you. Maybe they can maybe they can bring back Rugnet Odor. That's not going to cut it, Jerry. We have to take a quick break. I love it, though. You got a 75%. I do. I, I think I would make him the favorite for the job. Don't know if that'll happen. We'll see. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll wrap it up, then get you to Boomer and Geo right now on Odyssey Sports Minute. It's Amy Lawrence on the Pats. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Uh, welcome back. Patriots beat the uh, Bills last night 14-10. They threw the ball just three times. But ran it pretty good. Uh, what else? You got Nets in Dallas tonight. You got the Knicks in San Antonio tonight. The Devils lost a shootout. Islanders and Rangers back in action tonight. Jerry, good news on the Jets front. They're signing kicker Eddie Panero. Eddie Panero. <laughs> yes. Hey, I'm Eddie Panero. I'm your new kicker. Did he kick for the Bears for a yes, while? Yes, he did. Yes, yeah. He did. And they cut the poor, uh, poor guy that missed the extra points the other day. Yeah. He'll never kick again. But oh. I saw, like, this guy, Eddie Panero, that he lost the the. The job uh, in the camp this year. Nick Folk lost his job once. Oh. He hasn't missed since. Yeah, I don't. Kickers are a weird yeah. group of people, Jerry. And then you got guys like Justin Tucker, who's made 56 straight yeah. field goals in the fourth quarter and overtime for the Ravens. I feel like in the 80s, all the kickers always made the kicks. They were there for a long but they time. Didn't. They didn't wear shoes. Like but they, they were men, Jerry. They, they were kickers. But they, they weren't any good. Raphael Septien wasn't a good kicker. I How think he had some you. troubles off the field after he his did. career. So let's not talk about him. He did. I think bad troubles. Yeah, but yes. Yeah. Underage. Yeah, that's uh, terrible. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, Raphael I do know what Septien. you're saying. It's awful. Hey, I'm Raphael Septien. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where your post career is going? You think he's going? still alive, Raphael I Septien? Do. Yeah, I do. do. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? He's probably in his 60s. Do you think people forgot about and they just remember him as a good kicker now, Jerry? Uh, I suppose because something like that could have been swept under the rug because he wasn't exactly and that was, Tom Brady. And that was back before we even, like, the media would go after uh, personal lives. So think about that. You're right. Well, when you do that and it gets out. He's not in the Cowboy Hall of Fame, I hope. No. Raphael Septien? Are you out of your mind? Come on now. No. <laughs> you ever asked Danny White about him? No, but I will. <laughs> I have asked Danny hey, about quick. punting. <laughs> I see these quarterbacks are soft. They next, can't drop back and punt. Next time you see Danny White go, I, this guy I work with Al's asking, have you, do you still keep in touch with Raphael Septien or after his personal problems that you abandoned him? WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.